0: My prayer for you today is that you will be empowered and strengthened in the Word of God to move forward into your destiny. Well, why don't we go ahead and get started. I'm going to be talking today or tonight about discerning a prayer assignment now before I get into this word, the Lord wants me to begin and jump and springboard off of Luke chapter 11, beginning at verse 1. And it says here, it says here, and it came to pass as he was praying in a certain place, he speaking of Jesus, when he ceased that one of his disciples said unto him, Lord, teach us to pray. Now, I want you to notice that the disciples didn't say, Lord, teach us to preach. Lord, teach us to prophesy. Lord, teach us how to move and operate in the gifts of the Spirit. No, they said, Lord, teach us to pray. And I believe that is one of the most important questions that they could have ever asked Jesus. You see, my friends, I believe that the disciples are they're just like you and I. They watched Jesus because he was successful in all that he did. He went about doing good, healing all that were oppressed of the devil. God was with him. Everywhere he went, he was doing good. He never had a down day. The power of God consistently flowed out of him. He operated consistently in the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, in the gifts of the spirit. He always, Jesus was a man who always ministered out. Out of his overflow. Now, I'm the kind of person, if somebody is operating in that level of of the Spirit and that kind of love, I want to know what their secret is. And the disciples saw that the secret to the success of Jesus' ministry was His prayer life. Well, how do you know that? I know that because the Bible says that He would get up sometimes early in the morning and He would pray. The Bible says He would go into a wilderness and He would pray. The Bible says that before he ever picked his disciples, he went up into the desert and he prayed. My friends, Jesus was a man of, of prayer. And if Jesus was a man of prayer, you how much more you and I should be men and women of prayer. I heard a peer uh, minister say to me recently, recently, recently enough that this person said to me, well, I just don't pray anymore. And I was like, What do you mean you don't pray anymore? Uh, I said that is a very dangerous comment, and I certainly hope you're not teaching that to your people. He said, "Well, I'm under I'm under grace. I'm not under the law. And as I just delight myself in the Lord, He gives me the desires of my heart. And the Bible says, when a man's ways please the Lord, He'll make even his enemies to be at peace with me. So I just allow the Lord just to just to give me the desires of my heart, so I don't have to pray. Well, that is unscriptural. That is not Bible. The Bible says you have not." because you ask not, the Bible says we are to ask, and there's many scriptures that we've already talked about in that regard, but if Jesus was the man of prayer, my friends, you and I should be men and women of prayer, we've said it before, I'll say it again, because it's coming up out of my spirit, Prayer opens up the door for God to work. We have not because we ask not. Man is God's avenue into the earth. And unless we pray, God can't do the things he desires to do. So the disciples came to him and they said, Lord, teach us to pray. Because they saw that he was a man of prayer. Now let's get into this this word. It says here in verse 2, let me just see. Who's joined us? Tommy. Hi, Tommy. How are you? Bob? Hello, Bob, Patty, Gina, Kathy, Marsha. Hi, Nathan, Geraldine. It's so good that I can actually see because I have my computer down below and I can see who's actually on with us tonight. Okay. Lord, teach us to pray. We're going to be talking about prayer assignments, but before we do, I want to lay this foundation. And he said to them, When you pray, say. Notice he didn't say if you pray. Does it don't don't I want you to notice he didn't say if you feel like praying. You know, we don't always feel like praying. But what do we do? We do what the apostle Paul said. We buffet our bodies and we bring it into subjection, lest after we've preached to others, we ourselves will be a castaway. He said, When you pray, okay? When you pray, this is how you pray. Okay? You ready? It says here When you pray, say, Our Father in heaven. This is a whole nother subject, but I'm going to drop a little nugget of truth into your heart in case you've never heard this before. This is the first time Jesus ever taught the disciples to pray to the Father. They never knew God as a father. They knew him in a first name basis or a first name relationship as Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Sid k New, and so on and so forth. But here he's teaching them to pray and he's teaching them relationship. And he's saying to them, when you pray, this is how you pray. You pray, Abba, Father. You pray, Daddy, God. He is your father. You are his sons and his daughters. And the Bible says, if you then be a natural parent, know how to give good gifts to your children how much more will your heavenly father give good gifts to them that ask him when you pray you say our father in heaven hallowed be your name thy kingdom come your will be done as in heaven so in earth now listen verse 3 and he says give us day by day our daily bread and forgive us our sins for we also forgive everyone who is indebted to us lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil now Jesus is teaching the disciples to pray and, and we're gonna just jump in here and then we're gonna move on this prayer is what we call the our father it's a very popular prayer a lot of us know it but I want you to look at this prayer in the light of mark 11 23 and 24 Mark eleven twenty three 23 and 24 says, what things soever you, you desire, when you pray, believe you receive them and you will have them. This is the kind of prayer that we pray when we need some bread for ourselves. Our Father, which art in heaven, give us our daily bread give us what we need father we desire to have our needs met now doesn't the Bible say that God said I promise I will provide all of your needs according to my riches and glory by Christ Jesus the Bible does say that but we have to ask according to mark eleven twenty three 23 and 24 and when we ask and we say father we need let's just say metaphorically bread We ask for bread. We ask that you would give us our daily bread. We ask that you would provide our needs according to your riches and glory. When you ask, the Bible says, believe that you receive it and you will have it. After you've prayed that prayer, what I would call the prayer of faith, believe you receive it, you thank God for it, and you go your way. You worship him because praise and worship is the voice of faith. And you thank him for it and you you keep that switch of faith turned on and you just go your way. Now he's teaching them how to get their own needs met. But then he goes on and he begins to teach them about the prayer of intercession. Now this is a, a, he he did this teaching, I would call it in a parable. Okay, and it says here in verse 5, And he said to them, which of you shall have a friend? And you go to him at midnight and you say to him, friend, lend me three loaves. Now you have a friend and you go to him at midnight and you say to this friend, friend, lend me three loaves. Now, why are you going to this friend? You are going to this friend, verse six, for a friend of mine has come to me in his journey And I have nothing to give him. So you're going to this friend and you're saying to this friend, I am coming to you today. I am coming to you and I am asking you for bread for a friend of mine who is at home. Now metaphorically, I want you to look at this scripture in the light of God being the friend who has all the supply. And you are the one who is coming to the source of supply, God, the Father, El Shaddai, the God that is more than enough. And you're saying to him, friend, source of help, El Shaddai, I am coming to you. (laughs) According to Hebrews 4.16, and I am drawing near to you with clean hands and a pure heart. And I am drawing near to you to the throne room of grace. And I am not coming for myself all of my needs are met according to your riches and glory i don't have any needs today but i am coming to you today on the behalf of a friend of mine who has come into my home and in his journey in his life at this moment he has been sent to me and i hear the holy spirit saying to me and he is my assignment are you listening i've never preached it like this before but he is my assignment and I am coming to you. I am drawing near to you. The Bible says draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Father, source of help, El Shaddai, my friend, I am drawing near to you, not for myself, but on the behalf of my friend who has come to me and I have nothing to set before him. Okay. Now Jesus is teaching us the prayer of intercession. Now stay with me okay? He says here in verse 7, and he will answer him from within and say, do not trouble me. The door is now shut and my children are with me in bed. I cannot rise and give you. Now, what is this scripture saying? What is this scripture saying metaphorically? And what is Jesus teaching them as he's teaching them this parable? What he's saying is, It may look like when you're interceding and you're standing in the gap and you're believing God for a loved one, for a family member, for a child, for a husband, whatever the case may be, it may look like that your prayers aren't working. But I've got good news for you. The Bible says in uh, James 5.16 that the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man and woman avails much. Those of you that are listening today, you are listening because I believe most of you, in my estimation, are probably born-again, spirit-filled believers. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You are a new creation in Christ Jesus. The scripture says, the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. It may look like your prayers aren't working. But I have a word for you from the Holy Ghost. You be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of prayer. Prayer of intercession, which is specifically work. Knowing that your labors, your labor of love in prayer is not in vain. It may look like your prayers aren't working. I actually received an inbox from somebody and they asked me this question. And I hope that you're listening. I don't want to say your name because I don't want to give away any anything that anybody shares with me privately. But it may look like your prayers aren't working. But I am telling you today, prayer goes into the realm of the spirit. Prayer undoes the works of darkness. Prayer makes the crooked ways straight and the rough places plain. When you stand in the gap on the behalf of that loved one, on the behalf of that person, whatever you are praying for, your prayers are working. God said it himself and he is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent what God has spoken. He said, I will make good. You just need to hold fast the confession of your faith without wavering. Don't faint, Jesus said in Luke 18, 1, if you don't see visible results. That's why the prayer of intercession is different. That's why we have got to teach it. We have got to proclaim it. We have got to continue to upload these teachings up on our YouTube channel. That's my desire, to load up as much as we can on our YouTube channel, to leave a legacy. Because if we don't teach it, we don't show it, we don't proclaim it, it will be a lost art, especially in the The day and the hour that we're living in where everything is instant 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 the prayer of intercession is different it's going into the realm of the spirit and listen to me it is praying through to victory I hope my friend Jeannie Donald is listening tonight because she understands this kind of praying It is praying through to victory. It is standing in the gap and yielding to the Holy Spirit in the secret place. And it's your spirit by the Holy Spirit taking a hold of that prayer Simon, presenting it before the throne of God and praying it through to victory until there is a release and the release is in your spirit. We're going to talk about that in a moment. Those of you that were with me two weeks ago, remember that I talked to you about the person that I prayed for that was bit by the fire ants, that prayer assignment, and I only say this um, to teach you because I don't want to lose any rewards here, but the Holy Ghost says, you got to do what you got to do in secret god said when you pray you do what you do in secret and i will reward you but when the holy ghost tells you to teach it you got to teach it i just want to share this with you it took several hours to pray that thing through to victory now when it comes to praying the prayer of faith you pray you believe you receive it and you have it that prayer for yourself But when it comes to the prayer of intercession, when you're interceding on the behalf of another, there's warfare involved. There's that person's will involved. There's uh, circumstances involved. There are things that are out of your control, but the Holy Spirit searches the hearts. He knows what is the mind of the spirit and he makes intercession through us according to the will of God. And as we intercede and as we pray, we are uh, and and even at times travail in the spirit. We are causing the Holy Spirit to have his way on the behalf of that person. Okay? So it may look like your prayers aren't working. As a matter of fact, I just want you to know also, I just want to see Hi Frank, who else is joined T- Tisha, hello, hello. Okay? It may look like your prayers aren't working, but you keep praying. As a matter of fact, Sometimes people get worse before they get better. I'm going to tell you a quick story, and I'm not even going to look at time tonight because I don't want to finish this assignment, okay? I'm on assignment, okay? If we need to break them up for our YouTube channels, we'll break them up because people, for some reason, you know, have a hard time listening to anything that's over a certain amount of time. I'll do whatever we got to do to reach the generations. We've got to be relevant without compromise. Are you listening? But, um... (laughs) I went on a tangent. Now I forgot what I was gonna say. Oh my God. Oh, it may look like things are getting worse before they get better. I was in a certain church in a certain city and they asked me to come in and teach on the subject of specifically one type of prayer, the prayer of intercession. I keep saying that over and over and over because there's all different kinds of prayer and I'm on assignment to teach on just this one. And when I was in this particular church, we taught and we prayed week after week after week after week. And one day, the pastor's wife came up to me and she said to me, she had a southern accent. She said, Marky? I said, yes. She said, I thought prayer works. I said, well, prayer does work. She says, I don't know what's going on. She said, but we're finding out this one's in strife and that one's in strife. And it just seems like all these things are just coming out. And I said our prayers are working all the hidden things are being revealed so in your case if you see that somebody is getting worse hello florence hello andrea if you see that somebody is hello timothy if you see that somebody is getting worse before they get better listen listen to me are you listening don't stop praying it means your prayers are working it means that that Holy Spirit, whose job it is to convict and convince the world of their need for Jesus, it means that the Holy Spirit is working in their lives. It means that He's convicting them. He's convincing them. And how many of you remember how you were before you were born again and you were under conviction? You became the most miserable person that ever walked the face of this earth. Sin was no longer fun. Hanging out with those people was no longer fun. Why? Because you, listen, you had another influence. You had the Holy Spirit who began to influence you because someone was praying for you and he began to convict you and he began to convince you and he began to woo you to Jesus and then you had this other side where the kingdom of darkness was going, no, 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 no. We want you to go to hell. No, 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 no. Just drink another beer. No, 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 no. Just have another martini. No, 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 no. Just hang out with that crowd and so on and so forth. There was like two forces that were at war. That's why we need to pray. Because greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. And when you get a prayer assignment for somebody, let me tell you something. Prayer opens up the door for God to work. And of course, there's going to be this war going on. So, of course, it looks like your prayers aren't working. As a matter of fact, the devil's going to say, you should just quit praying. Well, if you start hearing that warfare in your ear, that's just a clue that the enemy is giving you to the fact that your prayers are working. When you start getting warfare like that, you should say to yourself, well, thanks, devil, you're giving me a clue into the fact that my prayers are working, that I am demolishing principalities and powers, I am making a show of the devil openly, Jesus Christ destroyed him and through my prayers I am exercising that dominion and that authority and therefore my prayers are working, I just don't yet see that thing under my feet, but I know that every place the sole of my foot treads upon God said I've given it to me. I just have to take it by force, I just have to go in and I have to continue to exercise exercise my kingdom authority and I know that I know that I know that I will see visible results because Jesus said men ought to always pray and not faint. Don't faint, another translation says, if you don't see visible results. So sometimes people get worse before they get better. Sometimes things are shaken up. That's just a clue that your prayers are working. Tina likes my preaching tonight. Thank you very much. There's a strong anointing, and I am very excited about teaching you this word because this is a lost art. We don't hear people teaching on this. And that's the beauty of what we're doing with this Facebook Live. There we are getting an out and out an outstanding standing response to these videos. So I just want to encourage you to share this on your wall. Share this with your friends. You know that your friends need to hear this word. We've got children and young people and families that need prayer and intercession. And this is the kind of praying we're talking about. Listen, it's. Then we're going to get into this more later. It's the kind of prayer where you practice Matthew 6, 6. Where you go into your room and you shut the door and you pray and you intercede. And we'll talk more about that when we get into that particular area. Okay, let's go on. So he from within shall answer and say, trouble me not. The door's now shut. My children are with me in bed. I can't, can't rise and give you. You know, it's not like God's holding back. He's not holding back. Remember, this is a parable, okay? Jesus is just showing us and teaching us how to pray the prayer of intercession. And it says here in verse 8, I say to you, though he will not rise, this is, I love this, and give to him because he is his friend. Yet because of his persistence, he will rise and give him not just three loaves, but as many as he needs. Are you listening? You go to the source of help. You go to God, your Abba Father. And you say, Abba Father, you said in your word that you would, that all men be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. You said in your word that you I could ask for the heathen. That they're my inheritance. You said in your word that all of my children are taught of the Lord and great is the peace of my children. And you bring the scriptures to his remembrance. Then you enter into intercession and you pray, the, pray in the spirit. And you pray at times travail with tears. And then Like this, suddenly, after maybe after days, weeks, however long it takes, that person gets radically born again, right? I've seen it over and over and over again. I have a friend, a very good friend, and her son had an incurable heart condition. He was on his way out. The devil was taking him out and she prayed she stood in the gap for her friend and now her son is not only has has a, had a miracle of a brand new heart a brand new heart are you listening a brand new heart he has a new heart his heart was gone he was supposed to die he was in a service and he got a miracle of a brand new heart why did that happen to him because the mother prayed for him the mother stood in the gap for him and I'm going to tell you when you pray and when you intercede you know you won't always be the one that goes in and brings that person to Jesus. The Bible says "Mm, some plant, some water, but God gives the increase. So her son went into a service. There was a word of knowledge. The word of knowledge talked about somebody having a heart condition. This young man received a brand New heart. You talk about God doing exceedingly abundantly, above all you could ask, hope, dream, or desire. He not only gets saved radically, he got a brand new heart. So God said, Listen, you asked me for three loaves, I am able to do for you exceedingly abundantly, above all you could ask, hope, dream, or desire. Just keep the switch of faith turned on. Don't stop praying. Keep interceding. Now, notice the scripture says it's because of His. Persistence. That's the difference with the prayer of intercession. It's the kind of prayer that requires importunity, another translation says, persistence. You're going boldly to the throne of God and you're persistent. What are we doing with respect to this revival? We are not giving up till we see the manifestation of the gifts, of the, especially the power gifts here in the East Coast and in New Jersey and in the world. We are believing God, coveting earnestly, according to Corinthians, that these gifts be in manifestation. And we've been praying and praying and believing and believing believing and believing and interceding and we've we've webbed there's been a web and an ebb and a flow of certain kind of praying and I think we're coming into a new phase of intercession and that's why we've got to press in like we've never done before okay I want to get into um, the discerning a prayer assignment now before we do I just want you to know that I have a book I wrote called receive the steps to the prayer of faith I wrote this book because I got received an inbox from somebody who has attended a lot of my KIU events and she said she had her own kind of need and she said she had all day to pray and she was going to pray all day to meet her own need and I realized at that moment that people are getting the prayer of intercession mixed up with the prayer of faith and we needed to address that so that's why I wrote this book this is how to get your own needs met the steps to the prayer faith, how to receive for yourself. This is not the prayer of intercession. So let's go on. Okay, discerning a prayer assignment. Before we talk about discerning a prayer assignment, there is something the Holy Spirit wanted me to share with you. And I love the Holy Spirit, He makes everything so easy if we just follow His leading. He said, Margie, he said, before you teach them how to discern a prayer assignment, explain to them that they need to understand two things. They need to understand the threefold nature of man. And they need to understand how the Holy Spirit speaks. And guys, obviously we can't get into all of this. This would take us another four years to teach. But to highlight the threefold nature of man. Listen, 1 Thessalonians 5. 523 says, you are a spirit, you have a soul, and you live in a body, you are a triune being, now listen to me, stay with me, I'm going to slow down, because I want you, some things are better caught than taught. I want you to catch this. I believe spiritual things are transferable. I believe that as I teach this and minister this word, there is something of the wisdom of God and something of the spirit of God that will come up out of me and come into you and you will understand and you will have eyes to see and ears to hear with your heart by revelation. Are you listening? You are a spirit. You have a soul and you live in a body and the spirit soul and body can be divided because Hebrews 4 12 says it can because the Word of God can divide quickly and divide us under soul and spirit okay but you are a spirit listen to this stay with me with your spirit you contact the spirit world right listen stay with me now with your spirit your spirit you contact the spirit world with your soul you contact the intellectual world with your soul. Your soul is your mind, will, and emotions. With your body, you contact the physical world. This is gonna help you to understand prayer assignments. Listen to me now, ready? Okay, here's some more. Conscience is the voice of your spirit. Reason is the voice of your mind. Feelings is the voice of your body so it's very important that we understand that spirit your threefold nature you are a spirit when you pray when you pray in the spirit or in tongues what is praying the scripture says in first corinthians 14 14 my spirit prays but my mind my understanding is unfruitful the part of you that was born again hello mary The part of you that was born again was your spirit. You became a new creation in Christ Jesus. These alerts, and these prayer assignments come out of your spirit. They come to your spirit and out of your spirit. They don't come to your head. They come into your spirit. That's why, my friends, it's very important that you develop your spirit like you you can develop your body. You can develop your spirit. How do you develop and train your human spirit? Kenneth E. Agin has a whole teaching on it. You meditate on the word of God according to Joshua chapter 1, verse 8, and you pray in the Holy Ghost, which Jude one twenty says builds you up. You can develop and train. The scriptures talk about having your senses exercised. You can train your human spirit. And one thing that I do I want to share with you is what I do is very often... I just look on the inside of me because the real you is your spirit. When you leave your body and when you go to heaven, it's your spirit that's gonna leave your body. The real you is your spirit. These prayer assignments and these prayer alerts, they don't come to your head. They don't come to the voice of reason. As a matter of fact, you could get a prayer assignment in your heart and it makes no sense to your head. And I've had it happen multiple times over and over and over again, okay? So it's very important that you develop your human spirit. You can develop your human spirit just like you develop your physical body. Like today I went to an SLT class, if some of you don't know what that is, it's Mega Reformer, it's, it's Pilates on steroids and I worked out and I built myself up and then I ate sardines when I got home and sweet potatoes. Why did you do that? Because I know when I exercise and I eat the right food, it's going to build muscle. When you do the right thing spiritually, it will build your spirit man and you You'll be more conscious of the things of the spirit and your reasoning will not have as much of an effect on you. Are are you there? Are you with me? Okay. So then you have your soul, you know, what is your soul? Your mind, will, and your, hello, Carolyn, congratulations on the birth of your new baby. She's so beautiful. We had a lot, you had a lot of people praying for you, girl, telling you, a lot of people. Okay. So. We are, what can you do with the soul? You, you can renew your mind. Your mind, will, and emotions is renewed how? By the Word of God. So you can renew your soul. Because some of us, when we got saved, you know, our souls were damaged. And so through the washing of the water of the Word, our souls were renewed and restored. Psalms 23 says, we, He restores my soul. And then what do you do with the, your body? Uh, Romans 12, 1 and 2 says... You present your body a living sacrifice. So you present it. So when we talk about prayer, what are we doing? It's 8.38. This is the longest I've ever gone, but I'm going to go another 10 minutes if that's okay. Um, um, that's what we're doing as, ha- as, as as men and women of prayer. We're presenting our bodies to God, a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. And we're saying, Lord, we want you to flow through us and, and, and we desire... And we long to be a house of prayer. You see, the real you, your spirit, desires God, loves God, wants God, needs God, craves God. But it's your soul and your body that fights you. That's why you got to let your your spirit gain the ascendancy and, and, and allow your spirit. Spirit to yield to the Holy Ghost and not yield to the, the works of the flesh because your body doesn't want to pray and your soul at times doesn't want to pray people look at me and they're like oh you wrote so many books on prayer and you must always be like you must be like a super giant like prayer warrior and I have to let me tell you I have to fight the flesh just as easily and and quickly as anybody else I don't always feel like praying That's why Jesus said, when you pray, you say. But the beauty of prayer is, once you enter into prayer, and once you've developed a habit of prayer, and once you've tasted and seen how good God is, you have a craving for prayer. Prayer goes from sacrifice to joy, from a desire to a discipline, becomes a discipline just like working out at the gym, to a delight. You just love to pray. That's why people look at some of you, hello Dawn, how are you? People look at you and they're like, why do they love to pray? What's the big deal? Because once you get a taste of what it's like to be alone with God in the secret place of prayer, you are never the same. You are changed into the same image from glory to glory. You're transformed. You're changed. You have encounters. You've learned about the laws of the spirit and there's just nothing like it. So it's very important that we understand how to operate out of our spirits. Be more spirit conscious than we are natural conscious. Something that really encouraged me, something Kenneth E. Hagan said one time, he said, my wife, he said, he said the Lord was more real to him than his wife laying next to him in the bed. And I heard him say that several times when I was at Ramah. And I thought to myself, what is he doing that I'm not doing? And then I decided, I want to be just like my father. I want to be just like that. I want the things of God and God my father and, and the things of the spirit to be more real to me than, than anything this world has to offer or to give me. Amen. Okay. How to discern a prayer assignment. Okay. You should, please, if you can, if you could share this on your, t- on your timeline, that would be great. People need to learn how to pray, especially those that have lost loved ones and lost family members. I'm going to quickly review the ones we went over two weeks ago. One way the prayer assignments come is just a knowing. You just know that you know that you know that something's not right. How do you know? Okay, think of it like this. How do you know you're saved? Right? You just know that you know that you know. You're saved. You're born again. You're a child of the living God. Something on the inside. You just know that you know that you know. And that's one of the primary ways God speaks to us. The second way prayer assignments can come is by an inner witness. And I shared the story, story of my one daughter when I looked at the picture. And something just jumped. And I knew something wasn't right with her. Even though there were all these other pictures of all these other members of my family. That one child, I looked at that picture and something on the inside like jumped. It wasn't a physical jump. It was a spiritual jump. Something jumped. But because I've learned to hook up to the inside of me and learn how to endeavor to the best of my ability, look on the inside and listen to my heart... I knew that God was giving me a prayer assignment for my daughter. It was, a, it was a witness of the Spirit. And tonight the Holy Spirit gave me a scripture for that, and I was very happy that he did. Proverbs 20, says, The Spirit of man is the candle of the Lord searching all the inward parts of the belly. Hi, Carol. How are you? And Mary and Horace. Hello. Thank you. God bless you. Um... So an inner witness is another way that the prayer Simon can come. It's a sudden alert, just something on the inside of you says, "You got to pray for that that loved one. You got to pray for that person." Okay. We said the last time we were together that they could come through the revelation gifts. What are the revelation gifts? Most of you know this because you've been a lot of you've been trained this way in the prophetic move. The revelation gifts are the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, discerning spirits. They're the gifts that reveal something. They reveal something. Um, any it could be anything in the realm of knowledge, facts, events, past, present, or future, purpose, motive, origin, destiny. The information that the Holy Spirit will give you by downloading this information to you can be human, divine, or satanic. It can be natural or supernatural. Now, I'm going to read this to you and then I'm going to tell you a story. We receive information about something in the past or present. This is a prayer assignment, a prayer alert. That we do not have any way of knowing in the natural. Hmm. It is a supernatural revelation of the spirit. That's why we cannot, my friends, be ignorant of Satan's devices. The devil goes about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. But we, you and I, are intercessors. We are watchmen, especially in our own households, over our own families. And those of us that are pastors and leaders over our sphere of influence. We have got to be alert to what the enemy is doing. It says it is a supernatural revelation by the Spirit. He gives us information from the mind of God about a person, place, or thing. I want to quickly tell this story. Um, I had someone in my sphere of influence who uh I received a, a, a prayer assignment for a prayer alert. And the way this assignment came was not in a dream, it wasn't Um, It wasn't an inner witness. It came more like a knowing. I woke up one morning and I just, I knew that something on the inside of me, I, I just had a burden. Where did you have the burden, Margie? Where did you have the burden? I didn't have the burden in my head. I had a burden in my spirit. It's, it's something that is formed in your spirit. John 7, 38. Out of your innermost being flows rivers of living water. The, the Holy Spirit within is something right here. Your spirit by the Holy Spirit came right in here. Knowing I had a prayer burden. Did you know what it was for? I did not know at the time what it was for. I had to go to Bible school that day. And when I went to Bible school and came home, I decided. Say I decided. I decided I was going to yield to Zechariah 12, 10 to the spirit of grace and supplication, which is the spirit of prayer. I knew I had something, but instead of dismissing it, I decided I have to yield to this. I have to present my body. So I went into my closet. I went into the room. I shut the door and I did not know how to pray. I had no knowledge of what I was praying about. I just knew I had a burden. You know, you know in part, you prophesy in part. Thank God for the part I had. So I took the part of what I had and I took it into prayer. And the Bible says that when we know not what to pray as we ought, the Spirit Himself makes intercession for the, according to the will of God, because he searches the hearts, he knows what is in the mind of the spirit. And the Bible says that when you pray like that, which is praying in tongues or praying in the spirit, you are praying the mind, the will, and the purpose of God. God understands you. You don't understand what you're praying. It's not known to your intellect, but your spirit by the Holy Spirit, knows, speaks to God mysteries. And you're praying according to the will of God. So I took that into prayer and I, I, uh, again I'm telling you this for the sake of teaching. I must have prayed like that for a couple of hours. And I prayed and I prayed and I prayed in tongues 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 and, in tongues. and the more I prayed in tongues, the bigger the burden got, the bigger the burden got. It wasn't dis- diminishing, it just seemed like it was just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And then I had to eat dinner and I had to do homework because I just that's called life. So I I got up From my place of prayer. I went and did what I had to do and I went to sleep that night. Now people say, well you have a prayer burden. You just couldn't stop it. Nope. The Spirit of the Prophets is subject to the Prophet. The Holy Spirit is a perfect gentleman. He does all things decently and in order. And so when I went about my day and went about the things I had to do in the natural, the prayer burden subsided, but I still carried it. It was still living on the inside of me. I still carried it. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? I still carried it. So the next day I went into prayer, did the same thing. Went into the closet, shut the door, started praying in tongues, did not know. What I was praying about did not know what it was for. I didn't know, but the Holy Spirit knows. He knows everything. That's why we have to trust the Holy Spirit in prayer. The Holy Spirit knows the needs. He knows how to get the job done. That's why I would to God that we all spoke in tongues. The Apostle Paul said, I thank my God. I speak in tongues more than you all. When we don't know how to pray, we don't know what it is. We have a prayer alert. or We know something's not right with somebody that we love. We can pray in tongues. And it is the perfect prayer. So I prayed in the Holy Spirit, prayed in the Holy Spirit. As I prayed in the Spirit, That the, the assignment just got bigger and bigger and bigger. And then I found myself um, praying at times you know, a deeper kind of prayer other than tongues. It was more like an inner working and an inner wooing and an inner, like a groaning kind of a praying. Like it was the kind of prayer that kind of, you know, it, it was a hurt and it was a feeling and it was a, and then it became a sense of, oh my God, something is seriously wrong. And then the sense said to me, because remember, your spirit is the voice of your conscience. The sense said to me. The sense said there, and I'm not going to say who it was, but the sense said there is something wrong in this particular sphere of influence. So I came out of prayer. I had to do the same thing. I had to eat dinner. I had to. I had to do homework, so on and so forth. And then I, the prayer alert subsided, and then I went to bed that night. Got up the next morning and I had that same prayer assignment, prayed it out, prayed it out, prayed it out. Now, the Holy Spirit's giving me a clue. And I found myself, and this is actually one of the gifts of the Spirit, I found myself praying in tongues, and then I found myself interpreting. You see, my friends, you can get so lost in the spirit of prayer that you will find yourself uttering words in your known language that you were not thinking of in your head. It comes up out of your spirit by the Holy Spirit and I found myself saying it's a virus it's a virus it's a virus it's and I stopped I heard myself say it and I thought well this this person in this sphere of influence has a virus and so I just kept praying and kept praying and praying and praying now I I don't want to make you sad I don't want to end on a sad note but this this does not end well so but not like the last time when we prayed for the person that was bit by the fire ants. So I prayed that that prayer sound, it lasted three days, and that was a Friday, was the the third day, and I, for the rest of the weekend, I did not enter into prayer, I did not shut the door, I did not enter into intercession, I I did not um, yield to that prayer assignment, and, and on a Monday morning, I got a phone call from somebody very close to me that's in that sphere of influence, and said to me that so and so passed away. Not good news. Now, what happened? I can tell you what I believe happened is I don't believe I prayed that prayer assignment through to victory. Are you listening? The person that we prayed for that I talked to you about two weeks ago, that assignment that lasted all day, and the scripture that came with long life, I'll satisfy him, and then that release, that joy, and then boom, it was done. That's praying through to victory. I did not pray this prayer assignment through to victory. And therefore, we didn't have a good results. Well, Margie, do you feel guilty about that? Do you feel bad about that? My friends, you know what? We are all learning. And we are all growing. And we don't. the Bible says His grace is sufficient for us. That's why I believe we need to teach these truths. Because what I believe God is doing is He is downloading more and more assignments into His people. Now... We're not going to be able to finish as usual and it's already 52 minutes, but I want to pray for you. First of all, I just want to thank you for joining me. I really believe this is a message that, hello Robin, this is a message that needs to go all over. I believe we have, the Bible says we have got to give the more earnest things heed to the things that we have learned, lest at any time we let them slip. We have let these things slip. It's become a fast, fast, fast society. It's becoming a distracted to society. And I believe that God is reviving the prayer movement. He's ramping up the prayer movement because he wants to do some great and mighty things. So I'm going to go ahead and I want to pray for you. And I want to believe God for you. I will be, you can join me next week. I believe I will be able to finish this about prayer assignments and prayer alerts and how they come and share more stories. Because I think the stories really help us to understand how these assignments come. So let me pray for you right now. I want you just to lift your hands to the Lord. Thank you, Kenneth, for sharing. I appreciate it. Hello, Pastor Joan. Thank you, Jesus. I talabo saha ekomasha teo maya nentino na ka I desire to komantele siki tararabo shate a manantu sata. Ah, so candele ba shuman dele kisatora rabah siki ha Andere siki darabo sheke. I believe the Spirit of the Lord is saying that He is sounding an alarm. He is blowing the trumpet. And He is saying, it is time for you, my people, to arise. It is time for you, my people, to take a stand, to be the men and the women of prayer that I have called you to be. I see many of you. I see it right now by the Holy Ghost. I see the Spirit of God putting a cloak on you it's it's a mantle and it's a cloak and it's a cloak that you are going to wear. And it's an anointing that you're going to wear. And it's not going to be an anointing for preaching. It's not going to be an anointing for praying. It is not going to be, I mean, I for prophesying. It's not going to be an anointing to move in the things of, of, of teaching and that kind of ministry. It's go, it is an anointing of prayer. He is mantling you with prayer. It is a prayer mantle. I see him placing it on many of you, both men and women. He's placing it. I see Jesus, the great high priest, the one who ever lives to make intercession. I see him mantling you with a fresh mantle of prayer. And God's saying, I want you to go into the secret place. And I want you to shut the door. And, and to whom much is given, much is required. And I want you to enter into that place of prayer. And you're going to see that from this night forward, there's going to be a quickening. There's going to be a fresh anointing. There is going to be an increase of the gifts of the Spirit that will rise up out of you to help equip you and understand that which you are praying for. So know that a new day is dawn. Know that the time is moving rapidly and know that I am about to work a work in your days that if it were told you, it would be like a dream. But I need my people who are called by my name. I need my people to enter in and shut the door and enter into the secret place of prayer that I could do, that which I desire to do because everything that I desire to do originates in my heart and originates in prayer. So pray out my heart, pray out my plans, Pray out my purposes. When you pray in the spirit, you are praying out the plans and the purposes of my heart. So pray those things out into the earth, says the Lord. And as you do, I can manifest my glory. As you do, I can manifest my will upon the earth. As you do, I can cause your sons and daughters that have gone afar and that have been led astray, I can cause them to come back, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit. My spirit will draw them back says the Lord. So rejoice and be glad. This is a new day. A new day has dawned. And I also hear him saying, don't lean to your own understanding. And don't lean to what you think needs prayer first. Lean unto my spirit. For there are some things that are are upon your nation that need to be broken and need to be aborted. So I need you to enter in and I need you to pray and I need you to put a stop to those things, says. The Lord. So Father, I thank you for my listeners. I thank you that the entrance, Lord God, of your word brings light. And I thank you that you have brought light and you have brought hope and you have brought presence and you have brought anointing and you have brought revelation. And I thank you that my friends will walk in the light of this word and they will be doers of this word. In Jesus' name. Amen, 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 amen. Melanie O'Neill, you have the call of God on your life. God is calling you to prayer. You enter into that place of prayer. You want to see a greater anointing in your life? You will begin to give birth to that which he has called you to be and called you to do in a new dimension in the place of prayer. I call you and I commission you to go into that secret place and begin to pray and intercede and pray and pray and pray. I could prophesy to so many people right now. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. Well, let's hear what the Spirit of the Lord has to say in our hearts. I believe you guys are mature. your sons and daughters. You know His voice. So if you want to be on our mailing list, I want to encourage you to make sure you sign up. Uh, my creative assistant has put a pin up there and she's telling you how to do it. Just want you to know, I love you. I feel you. I'm happy that we're doing this together and I will see you next Tuesday night at the same time. God bless.